I see, Nate. You're fond of me, lobster. Molly, you in danger, girl. Your ass looks like about 150 pounds of juke bubble gum pile, you know that? Say it, sir! I don't believe you people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? Now answer my question. Were you rushing or were you dragging? I loved it. I don't care what you guys say. It was great. I loved it. I mean, you are now What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Film Code. My name is Phoenix Cloudon, and we are joined by the two greatest co-hosts in the world. Kicking off with our guy, Zach Sneeze. Zach, how are you, sir? Oh, man, I am doing just great. Uh, I'm excited to talk about the Black Fun today. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on it. Um, but overall, doing really good. Just a normal week at work. And I'm just glad to be here with you guys. Excellent. Excellent. And of course, also joined by the great Brandon. Yeah, what's going on, Brandon? I am good, Phoenix. <laughs> it is good to be back on, man. Uh, it is 4th of July weekend, so we had kind of an extended weekend. Um, might hit the movies soon um, at some point this weekend. And yeah, it's it's been a good week. Uh, been a good week for movies been re-watching a lot of the uh, harry potter films recently just i'm oh, like oh i'm so sorry <laughs> we still need to have that discussion phoenix we still need to have that discussion but yeah uh we are we are back we're talking about a pretty good movie so yeah um let's turn it over to you phoenix how you doing buddy i am superb and of course i uh i keep forgetting to do my intro correctly so allow me to readjust are you ready I think you could tell us what to do. You think you could tell us what to wear. Ladies and gentlemen, you think that you're he hails from Cleveland, Ohio. Weighing in at 235 pounds, he is your season two undisputed code breaking champion. I am, of course, your uh, season two code breaking champion. And uh, right now, I'm, I'm, uh, losing to, to Brandon this season. So uh, we're going to have to correct that today. But we'll get to that. Of course, we are talking about The Black Phone, uh, this uh, new movie directed by Scott Derrickson, starring uh, Ethan Hawke and Mason Thames. There it is. Yeah, there we go. Mason Thames and Madeline McGraw, who's, uh, yeah. So a lot of young kids represented in this film. Um, the Black Phone, directed by Scott Derrickson, uh, just really. This was actually supposed to come out in 2021, obviously due to uh, delays. Can, comes out this year, which I'm grateful for because uh, I think it would have gotten lost in the shuffle in last year, and like this year, I feel like it definitely has a chance to stand out. So, um, real quick, guys, your your thoughts on your non-spoiler thoughts on the black phone brandon yeah i mean i i saw the trailers and i as soon as i saw the first trailer i was really excited for it so um i had to debate with myself whether i was going to go see um what did we review last week it's been a long elvis. week what okay yeah i was debating whether i was going to double feature elvis and black phone or see elvis then black phone or black phone then elvis <laughs> and and then when we came to the scheduling of our podcast episodes i'm like okay i can catch black phone over this weekend it was a great time yeah um just right off the bat i really i really enjoyed it there were a lot of like suspenseful scenes there were a lot of moments from like i have no clue where this film is going i have no clue what's going to happen and yeah it's, it had a it had a good like it mixed scary with frightening and comedy at the same time but they, but they didn't hound on the comedy that just when the com comedic moments were needed it hit mm. so yeah um 
I guess that, that's all I can really say non-spoiler for now because, uh, yeah, I really want to dip into spoilers here. All right. Uh, Zach, what, did, what were your first impressions? Uh, yeah, I would say that before going into it, I really wanted to see the movie because it had been pushed back. So, because I think it was initially supposed to kind of like, was it May or something? So, um, I mean, I, and I wasn't, I was just neither here nor there, but I was like, okay, I just want to see that. Um, and then when I saw it, I will say like, at least to me, it wasn't like a super scary movie. It was definitely like a thriller suspense movie, but I wouldn't really say like heavy on horror um so it was really good in that um i'll tell you more on my thoughts on i thought that it's just and kind of talk about it but yeah overall it was a pretty good movie um i really enjoyed it so yeah um yeah this this movie surprised me i was um i was expecting um a supernatural sort of horror film and it was more like a thriller, a horror thriller. And it just had some themes in it that I was like not expecting and, and that were so much darker than I think uh, any horror movie that I've seen in, in a while, I think, uh, that, that I've seen. The closest I can think of is like The Invisible Man, which had some pretty strong dark themes, but like yeah. I think I think this one was like really, really up there because there's there's some moments in this film where I, like we'll get into it when we talk spoilers, but there's a particular moment in the film where I was like, I just did not expect them to go there and I did not expect it to be as visceral as it was. Uh, so yeah, kind of brought back some childhood memories that I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like Good or bad? Very, very, very bad. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> So I was like, oh, you okay. really have a good childhood memory for that, though, Brandon. <laughs> what part of that movie? Oh, yeah, that was part of my childhood. That was great. <laughs> I don't know. There were moments in school where, like, the bully, you were like, the person stood up to the bullies or something. Yeah, those moments were great. Yeah. Yeah. There's that, that hits home to me because I was bullied <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So, like, there's, there's some moments in here where I was like, whoa, okay. That was a little hard, hard hitting. Um, but yeah, overall, like what the story was, was very just, I, I just appreciated how this, it has the supernatural aesthetic, but it doesn't like fully like lean into the supernatural. It really kind of grounds itself in this real horror and a terrible thing that is happening. So I, I dug that. Uh, this is based on a short story written by uh, Joe Hill. And um, I think what Scott Derrickson did with it is tremendous. So um, overall, I just really, really enjoyed the film. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that Scott Derrickson left Doctor Strange too. Oh yeah, <laughs> like like because without without that, I feel like this movie would have still been made just farther down the line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I think this fits perfectly in 2022 releases because Bloomhouse hasn't really put out anything new other than Halloween Kills. And I'm <laughs> speaking of Bloomhouse, do you guys see that new uh, Bloomhouse intro? Is it yeah, a, is yeah, it that was... Is it Bloomhouse? I thought it was Blumhouse. I, oh, Blumhouse. I'm, 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 so, I, I'm so used to saying the, the actor Steve Bloom, so I'm so used to saying Bloomhouse. Well, oh, it, the the person behind Blumhouse is, is Jason Bloom, so it's Bloom's okay, yeah. Bloom, so... So it's Blumhouse. I would, I would call it Bloomhouse, but everybody calls it Blumhouse. I don't know. Fair enough. But, yeah, but yeah, I mean, they—they they, did you guys see that uh, that new? Did you guys notice the new intro? I think Phoenix would have more. Yeah, I definitely noticed it because I remember like the old one. It's just a chair. To, yeah, it would be like a chair, and then there'd be like a ghost sitting in a corner or something. And I was like, that was cool. That was pretty creepy on its own. But like what they did this time was like they had like multiple rooms of a house. And they all had like creepy elements to it. Of like diff they're different films. Like, yeah. Because it starts off with the tree and Michael Myers behind it. Right. And then there's like a, a I think like a bathtub of blood or something. Uh huh. I'm like, dude, yeah. So I dug it. I, I really dug it. I thought I thought that was cool. You could tell Blumhouse is uh they they've made money now, so they can 
up their game a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, is there anything non-spoiler that we have to talk about yet, or we'll get dive into spoilers here? Uh, Zach? It's kind of hard to really talk non-spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say like just some just some general uh, things about the film. Um, it is set in the 1970s, which I thought I don't know why I didn't suspect that going in that it would be like a period drama. Um, that works so well because you you obviously uh, it being called the Black Phone, you know what what kids didn't have in the 70s that they have today. Yeah, social media, cell phones. Yeah, cell phones. Anything. Like, so, like, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you still probably could have done this movie with uh, in, in this time period. Obviously, he would have taken his phone. But, um, like, I like that it was set in that time period because a lot of different things um, became real uh, in that time period. Like, if you – I don't know if you guys – have grandparents or or anything like that but like they'll tell you about what the 70s was like in the 70s 70s was a wild time <laughs> like like it was a wild are time are we that young that our parents wouldn't even grow up in the 70s or maybe i'm almost know. born in 77 yeah okay mine were born in 72 74 so well they, yeah, were they grew up in the 70s yeah they were kids though you know what i'm saying like i'll talk about parents my mom was three and it was 1980 yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They ain't know nothing like, wow, the 70s is wild. And like, I just thought about like, if imagine like this is how, you know, it's the 70s, because like imagine if you heard five kids had been kidnapped in in and around your area, like, nah, everybody would be out, you know what I'm saying? Beating down doors with bats, like even my kids. <laughs> so I don't know. I love I love the 70s aesthetic because I think it perfectly describes the attitude of that time. But, uh, all right, so let's go ahead and uh, break the seal and talk spoilers. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Well, if you've not seen The Black Phone, uh, pause right here and go check out the film. I'm sure you'll love it. Come back and listen to this review. All right, Brandon, why don't you kick us off with your spoiler thoughts on The Black Phone? Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So diving right into spoilers is just like, like I mentioned the the horror aspects to this, I didn't expect them to take so long to get to them kidnapping Vinny mm-hmm. or, uh, or Finney. I think his name is Finney. Finney. Yeah. Finney. Yeah. I, I was, I, I kept hearing Vinny for some reason, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, I, it was, it, the way, the way it progressed was really good. Um, because you had the the kidnapper i don't did we i don't think we ever got his name did we uh just at um nope, his name no, just the grabber the grabber yep. so yeah ethan hawk man he killed it in this role because <laughs> I, I don't get why people are complaining that oh the the kidnapper had no motive if you use your brain and watch the film and just looked at like the kind of mental issues he had you'd be like okay i see why He's wanting to not exactly role play, but role play with this child. And mm-hmm. if he goes along and actually does and does what he doesn't want him to do, he'll let him go. And of course, that didn't happen because child is child. But well, yeah, there I, I really liked the progression of just that showing more and more kids getting kidnapped, and then just it hounding on the sister getting visions of stuff that's happened. And then, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard. I'm throwing mixed thoughts in there, but, uh, but yeah, I'm going to pass over to Zach so I can shut up. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, it was a little, I think slow to start in that regard. And the fact that you're just like, okay, when's he, when's he going to grab him? At least it felt a little slow. But, yeah, I would have to agree. Like, Ethan Hawke's portrayal in this was really, really good. Um, I thought he did an awesome job. Um, There are definitely some creepy moments. And the reason I said that this movie to me is more suspense and horror is I really wasn't, like, there was no moment where I was, like, terrified because of, like, other than the fact of, like, I mean, yeah, it's terrifying what he did, but I wasn't terrified, like, 
of like the fact I was going to see him like slit someone's throat or something crazy. Like, right. It, it was wasn't... more terrified of what really, what could happen. Right. Yeah. So the whole time you're on edge, especially when the phone's ringing and they did really well with this. Cause obviously I'm I'm guessing unless you read the book, you wouldn't know, but. Uh, not a book. It, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there what? is. Yeah. Jill Hill. That's what, yeah. <laughs> That's what uh, Phoenix was just saying. Um, so, but yeah, unless you've read the book, you probably wouldn't know. But every time you pick up the phone, like, I'm just on pins and needles, like, thinking, <laughs> like, he's going to come in any moment and beat the crap out of him or something. Um, there are moments like that. Um, Ethan Hawke definitely did a really good job at being super, super creepy, especially when he's upstairs and shirtless with a big <laughs> belt buckle and the mask. That was really weird. I didn't like that. Phoenix, I hope that's not what reminded you of your childhood. God, really <laughs> uh, if so, Phoenix, there's some, there's some therapists for that. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. So, but yeah, I mean, overall, it was, it was really good. Um, the sister cracked me up. Man. Um, it's like the like and I, I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way on the podcast um we respect everyone their beliefs but just like, like the way they portrayed her her specific relationship with jesus and that was like, so what the funny. Fuck? yeah yeah like it was so funny uh it was so original so i thought that was hilarious um because like even and um, I know at least for, for people who believe that I know that there are moments where it's like it does feel that way and like they do express themselves that way. So the fact like they put it in the movie, it, it just seems like more real, more relatable. Um, I actually really enjoy that aspect of it. It's really just funny too to see that relationship. So <laughs> yeah. So back to the walking up the stairs to find the belt scene. Uh, to, when he hung up the phone and they were like, don't go upstairs. Like he'll beat you and he won't stop until you pass out. I was scared to watch that scene. I was really hoping he didn't go up there. So I didn't have to watch that scene. I was scared. That would have been uncomfortable to watch. I was scared that they would do a flashback to one of the other kids experiencing that. And I was going to be like, Ooh, (laughs) like, like, Ooh. And it might be in the book. I don't know. But like I was really terrified that, that that was something they were gonna do in the movie. And I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> like, like maybe it's a deleted scene. I have no idea. But uh yeah, I was like, oh, please don't show that. That that would be deeply uncomfortable. But uh they didn't, so smart, smart on them. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, you know, what was this rate? Was this rate? Yeah, this was it, rated it was rated R. Yeah. Which was I don't know. I, I think there could have been a little more for a rated R movie they could have done. I mean, um, yeah. I think it was rated it was, R. It was very borderline PG-13 to me. Yeah. Well, I think it was rated R for language, obviously. Well, and yeah, they, and then the one act scene. Yeah, and then there's a couple of scenes where it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, pushes it, pushes it, I wouldn't say comfortably into the R, but like just over the line. Where yeah. it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, you just earned it. Um, uh, so you mentioned the phone ringing, and I gotta give props to the sound design team uh, in this movie. Like, part of I think what made this movie work for me so much was the atmosphere that that it it, it gave you. You know what I'm saying? Like, for a film that really didn't have a lot of like jump scares and it's not like one of your typical horror movies where it's like you know there's a killer and you gotta run and you know what I'm saying like and there's someone screaming and then you trip and fall and, and you know what I'm saying like it doesn't have that so like the atmosphere that they created of like just this tension of what could happen and and what has happened to others that whole thing uh every time that phone rang it was like haunting like you could hear it around you like it surrounded the room and then when he finally answered and you like hear the static and you know you just know like it's coming from a different parallel time or whatever i saw it in dolby too oh my god yeah it just it just worked like it worked so so well Mm. in particularly that final scene when when he finally just 
gets this dude and like you hear it like like the phone rings and he puts it to his ear he said it's it's for you and you hear all the kids like talking shit to him and like oh it was beautiful like that was probably my favorite scene like all of them just like yeah it's your turn like yeah you dying puta like it's over for you and the one dude from the beginning goes his arm is mint and he just snaps his i was like yo that was the most cathartic fucking moment of this movie bro i was like i freaking loved it that like that alone like the sound design team like like great job great job that was fantastic you know uh you know it was like a scene that uh that got me there was just like that if that wasn't a Marvel movie people would just be like on their feet <laughs> applauding yeah applauding that would be yeah can we talk about how dense the investigators were in this movie <laughs> yes yes so so much because that's again what i meant by uh it being set in the 70s like you know you know that police work wasn't terribly refined at that time so like them just sort of being kind of knuckleheads and like you know saying they were they were doing their job yeah you could you could argue like they were trying but they were just so like uh, <laughs> like yeah like you know and i love i love 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 the scene when they try to inter- uh it, interrogate uh the his sister uh-huh and she's like so what you guys think i'm the grabber like she just starts cussing them out and i was like i love this little girl <laughs> like she by the way like that's not the only scene she's gangster like throughout this entire yeah. movie <laughs> like she is straight gangster i mm-hmm. love her so much bro like, and, like especially the when way- they're beating up her brother and oh she, yeah she, she like she grabs a rock, a rock like she don't she don't care she she a thug like, like I, I loved every scene with her, bro. Every scene, she was amazing. She was. Has she been in any other projects? Because I could have sworn that uh, Mason Thames was any anything else. Mason, because I, I, I could swear I've, I could swear I saw him in other projects before. Yeah, and I haven't because he's only. This is his breakout right here. Wow. Well, Madeline only. He was only in three other roles, and they were all TV series. No, Madeline has really? been in some stuff. Yeah, I mean, Madeline, I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure I've seen around. But um, Mason Thames, no. Nah. Okay, yeah, she was an American. Who was she in American Sniper? Oh, his daughter. Was yeah. she the? No way. <laughs> oh, was she the she kid was. at the beginning of the film. Yeah, she was. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, dude, she's been going at it for a minute, bro. Oh, okay. She voiced Bonnie in Toy Story Four. Yeah, she's been in. She's been in a couple of things. Yeah. That's why she felt so seasoned in this movie. Cause I was like, for someone of, at her young age, I mean, she was killing it, like mm-hmm. really killing it. Like I said, like that scene where she cusses out the police officers. I mean, I love that so much because uh, like oftentimes in films, like when, when there are kid actors, there's a tendency to um, sort of uh, not really Disney-fy them, but like, you know, make it seem like kids don't, talk the way that they actually talk uh-huh. <laughs> and i love the fact that she was just like no i don't i don't care that y'all are police officers y'all are dumb is rocks and <laughs> and she just shot on them i thought it was hysterical i uh-huh. I, I loved it yeah i i love their use of the song on the run by pink floyd in this movie because mm. they used it right when um Right when he starts, like, right after he hangs up with the guy who tell, tells him about putting the dirt in the phone and the sister gets the, the vision to go to the house and then she goes to the house and then she calls the police and they're getting up. It's such great use because it's all instrumental. Mm. It's so good. Did you guys notice um, that the line from the trailer is like, what are you doing? Hang up the phone. Wasn't in this film at all. Yeah. It wasn't? Nope. Because no. I, I expected it the entire time. Every time he was on the phone, I was getting nervous that he was going <laughs> to turn around and find him. Yeah, I was expecting that the entire time, too. Well, he did tell me to get off the phone, but... I mean, yeah, yeah. After the... I mean, that was just a quick thing, because even that was in the second trailer. He was like, phone doesn't work. You can hang it up now. 
Mm. Mm. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um. So speaking of Madeline, no, sorry. Speaking of the grabber, um. First off, Ethan Hawke obviously did an amazing job, an incredible job. But that whole concept of the grabber, like. I'm not gonna lie. I, when I originally thought, when I originally like saw the the previews for this, I thought he was just a kidnapper. You know what I'm saying? Maybe just a little pervy kidnapper, whatever. And he would, you know, say just a creep. That's really what I thought. He was a creep. I did not expect that he would be this violent, <laughs> like, and. He's actually, especially with that mask, and I love how they do the mask where that like changes, changes, yeah, like changes on his mood or but whatever. But it's all the same. And I was just like, that was just top tier, like creep level, but also like villain level, like. Well, yeah, because it was like satanic too, like yeah. the, the horns and the yeah. Yeah, super it, creepy. It was really, really, really dark. Like, like I said, like super dark things in this movie. Like, way darker than I, I really initially, initially thought. Um, because yeah, just I expected honestly. I don't know what I expected from this film, but I really expected it to be more supernatural than anything. And it was just so grounded in reality that I was just like, the supernatural stuff was colorful and helpful, mm-hmm. but it was it was really just the, the trauma of it all that really kind of unsettled me throughout the whole movie. And yeah, everything they did with the grabber was key to that. <laughs> like, Can you imagine Michael Myers with that mask? Well, <laughs> that would just be weird. <laughs> It'd be weird because Michael Michael's asylum killer. I'm, so, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Just the breathing under just that mask specifically. <laughs> oh, like, I think that'd be horrifying. Dude. That, it's already horrifying with him all, doing yeah. his own mask. Like, I I'm just like, think that that specific mask is so creepy. Like, it's just. It's funny to me because it. I'm like, I remember, uh, I, I want to say it was, I want to say it was Jason. But uh, like it was either Jason or Mike Myers, I can't remember. But when their their movies first initially came out, you know, around Halloween, they would sell the mask of you know those characters. And I remember that a couple of places got sued by like parents organizations, like the, these masks you can't sell them, like they're they're too creepy. Uh, they they they're massive serial killers, like and they make people think that you know that these kids are going to commit crimes because they're wearing a mask of a serial killer. So mm-hmm. like Jason, he was Jason or, 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 or Mike Myers, their masks were banned uh, because they scared parents. And I was like, I remember thinking like, I remember hearing that story when I was a kid and I was like, come on, y'all just, y'all just being silly. But now I'm like, but if I saw a, a grabber mask in, in a Halloween store, like this year, as a parent, I'm like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Like, please do not buy that. Like that, like. Oh, for- oh yeah, Phoenix, I didn't even think about it. It's probably even different for you because you oh, have a daughter. Yeah. And you, like, so this was even like. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, that mask, like if I saw that mask anywhere, like it's shotgun time. Like, <laughs> like that mask, like on top of the fact the mask is creepy as all hell. Like it is literally the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Like, and knowing how crazy some people are like these days, if I saw anybody with that mask, bro, like it's it's locked and loaded. I'm sorry. Like, like that's ridiculous. Like, I mean, I obviously, obviously I want people to enjoy the movie, have fun with it. That's great. But no, that mask is terrifying. <laughs> yeah like a lot of it is really just the anticipation um a lot i really liked a lot of the uh supernatural stuff they did like with the kids coming back it was portrayed so well um i love really enjoyed it the way the sound at least in dolby like it just like it traveled it was so mm-hmm. good 
I wish I had seen this in Dolby. Yeah, it was but totally worth it. it that would have been really good. That would have been an experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, um. Yeah, I liked the whole like when they're showing the kids and stuff. I thought I and you know what? I really liked how they did. I kind of had a feeling this is what they did, would do, but I didn't realize it would still have a significance. Like the kid who at the end, like in the vision, like the girl had, and like who was also talking to Finney on the black phone, mm-hmm. like how he gave away the house number and stuff, but it was a house number for a different reason. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was super cool. Because mm-hmm. like I was already expecting it to be the wrong house. But then to find out that's where the guy buried the bodies, I was like, oh, wow. So it still has some significance to it. Right. That was cool. Yeah. Good little, good little uh, subversion there. Yeah. yeah. I dug that. Uh, her visions, I thought that was really a cool touch to this film. Like, because we already got like voices from the beyond calling him. But, like, the idea that his sister has this sort of, you, I guess you, you could call it a power, but, like, it's really sort of like a, a gift, I guess. And I love that, you know, her visions are helpful, but they're not clear. You know what I'm saying? And I, lo- I love the way they did them. Like, you know what I'm saying? They show her a little bit. They show her a tree, and then an address, then, you know, saying a gate or something like that. And then finally, like the one with the last kid, she gets to sit through that whole vision and like see what he did to the kids who bumped his game, which, hey, uh, listen, I've played pinball. It gets real. <laughs> like you, mess, you, you you cost me my loss, my last ball. It's your ass. So mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel him on that. Um, but he got arrested and she's riding with him through that whole thing and sees where he goes and hears that conversation. And I love the way, like you, like you said, Zach, the way that the things he was saying, you thought it was just messages to, to Finney, but really it was like conversation that he was having with the grabber and stuff like that. Cause the grabber could hear the phone as well, but he thought it wasn't real. Uh, which I was like, just goes to show his psychosis <laughs> throughout the whole film. But yeah, I like the way they handled her visions again. The sound design team, man. I mean, kudos. Like, kudos. <laughs> like, I like. Um, for me, you know, every year there's there's uh, something that stands out where I'm like, I hope that this element makes it all the way to the end of the year. I'm I'm rooting for the sound design team on the black phone because uh, I think y'all did exceptional work and y'all should be awarded. <laughs> I don't think they should be awarded because I, I still think they should go to the Batman. Ooh. However, okay. I still think it should get nominated. Yeah. That's a tough one. That's a tough match. Uh, I do want to see that. Um, so I want to talk about that particular scene that I was talking about earlier that, uh, that uh, kind of put some childhood things in perspective for me. Um, so Finney and his sister uh have a drunk abusive father <laughs> and uh her name's Gwen by the way um Finney and Gwen have a drunk abusive father and there's one scene in particular after the police uh come to her school and question her I guess they go to his job and question him and he proceeds to beat her uh with a belt when uh he gets home and it's a gruesome scene like not like visually but like like it's one of those things where like you know your childhood comes into play and you're like i remember i remember those days and uh all, like seeing it that way really really shows like the abuse of it like it really shows like you're not teaching a lesson you're not you're not strengthening your child's character. You're not really doing anything other than taking your anger out on this child. And like, Mm -hmm. it was just horrific to watch. (laughs) Like, it was really horrific to watch this like, oh, that's that's not okay. (laughs) Like, again, uh, 
with setting it in the 70s, obviously no one really thought twice about that. But like, you know, when you put it in 2020, 2022 uh, eyes, it's like, ooh, yeah, that's not okay. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not okay. I was like, I was really, uh, I was really kind of disturbed by that scene. Yeah. The, yeah. But again, I thought it was, I thought it did a great job in, in illustrating the horrors that these two kids live with and then the horrors that they're facing outside of their home. So it's like literally no real escape for them. But uh, it, like, again, just great job setting an atmosphere. But yeah, that was a, that was a difficult scene for me to watch. Yeah. I, I, like, I know we already talked about it, but I love the scene where he kills him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the grabber's death is just so good. I thought I, I thought there was gonna be a way like because it was just like serial killer like I guess trope now that they live. I'm glad he's dead dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that's that's the horror movie go to, like no matter what you do to the killer, he survives. It's like, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, mm-hmm. I'm one hundred percent with you, Brandon. Like, I'm glad he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about the brother? What was his name? Max. Oh yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, that guy when he finally realizes, and then he opens the door, and you see the brother behind him. He's like, "Wow!" Right in the uh, back of the head with the axe. Like, oh fuck, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, that was. That was probably the most brutal, I want to say, kill that we get we get to see is the one of his brother, I believe. Right? Well, to be fair, there's only like one kill in the movie. Oh, yeah. two kills in the movie. Yeah. I yeah. love that the guy who figures it out is just like strung out. Like, <laughs> like of all people, like. Yeah, he's gone. But that's what helps him. He's like. He's so gone. He's like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> I love the scene where the officers literally show up at that exact house. Mm. And he's just like high off his ass and they're not taking him serious. They're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> you know, come back and keep us in the loop on what you find. <laughs> Again, and, and I, I want to give props to those guys because uh, they did great. They did a great job. Uh, the actors who played the cops as playing, you know, these kind of bumbling idiots. <laughs> but uh-huh. they, they did they did great. Like and I love how like at the end they took all the credit <laughs> by the way. Like oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah we got him. That was all us. We we figured it out. Oh <laughs> um, yeah. So um I do want to talk about that scene in the beginning because the baseball game. Oh, yeah. I was like, uh, it's funny to me because I was like, it was a really cool game and all. And I was just like, and I loved like the sportsmanship of it. Like, dude hit him, you know, he hit a walk off homer. And he's like, bro, you almost got me, man. That arm is mint. And I just never expected that to come back into play. In the well, yeah, because I mean, we because we never know that like these other. Ki- I mean, we know other kids get abducted, mm. but when it comes to him, we didn't know that that was going to be one of the kids that got grabbed. Yeah, yeah, I was just yeah, I like that, but like yeah, and I like how he like I don't like this, but like like um, he grabbed different kids. So like uh-huh. Griffin, he was like a you know he was a smaller little kid uh, riding a bicycle. Totally got how he grabbed him. But then he got this older kid who was, who was like, you know, he's a little leaguer. Like, this dude's tall. He's broad. He, you know what I'm saying? He shouldn't be able to really, really wrangle that kid. But he got him. And he got the tough kid that defended Finney, like, who's like a strong martial artist. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like, how how is he getting all of these really tough kids? Like, he's not just grabbing small, weak kids. He's grabbing bigger kids like that that to me made him way more dangerous uh-huh was the fact that like you got in the last kid who was a badass you know what i'm saying he beat two guys up like he got that kid too so i was like 
that just showed to me like, okay, like the grabber has, he must have enormous strength if he's yeah. like, if he's taking out these kids. Well, did you see him shirtless, man? That guy was like, not, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty. <laughs> Like hey. Ethan Hawk definitely worked out for this. Yeah, like oh, I mean, I mean, it, it was where I guess working out between this and the Northmen because they filmed it mm. around the same time. But dude, he was oh yeah, jacked, like, yeah, he was in the Northmen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like the grabber was he was man, this guy was hitting the bar, hitting the iron for <laughs> a good while before snatching these kids. Man, what a year for Ethan Hawk though. I mean, incredible. Year, yeah, he's right? had a one hell of a year. Like yeah. even though Moon Knight was garbage. He was, yeah, like, he, was he was good great. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Moon Knight. Honestly, Moon Knight. I don't blame the actors in Moon Knight. I blame the, the writers. The writers. Yeah, <laughs> I blame the writers. I don't blame the actors. The actors did yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah, Ethan Hawke, man. Way to, way to pick your projects, bro. Like solid year, solid year for you. Um, but I'll say this one. This is actually my favorite. <laughs> like. Like of the three projects, I I think the Black Phone is is easily my favorite. Over the Northman. Over the Northman, which I loved, but yeah, I I really I really dug this movie. I dug this movie a lot. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, anything else, or are we ready to give final scores? I'm personally ready to give my final score. You got yeah. We can uh, go ahead with the final. All right, Brandon. What do you got? Man, um. I, I originally rated this four and a half. Uh, I thought this was a pretty solid. Um, I, I'm now teetering before in four and a, four and a half. So currently I'll stay at a four and a half because I think it deserves the four and a half. Uh, but yeah, I think this movie worked. The suspense was real the entire film. Um, there were just many moments that just hit so well. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, four and a half. As far when I first saw it, I think I put it directly under the Batman for my 2022 rankings. I think it's where is it? It is at number six out of 18 on my list for this year. Nice. Yeah. All right, Zach, what do you got? Uh, so I actually gave this movie three and a half. Uh, I'm gonna stick with my answer. Um, I think it's a really good movie. Um, it's a really good horror movie. I don't have anything against it. Um, I just think I wish I saw a little more um, for something being rated R. I wish I'd seen a little more. Personally, I think I was expecting a little more. Um, besides that, like I don't have anything against it. I think it's a great movie. I still think Ethan Hawke did a great job. Um, I just wanted just a little more from it because like the whole time i felt like i was on pins and needles and there was one climax and it was like for a second and then it was over Ooh. i don't know i just wish i had like a little more i don't know um yeah that i'm i'm gonna stick with three and a half uh as of right now all right uh i saw this with elvis uh i think in the same day uh, oh my God! You got Hollywood act, uh, Hollywood actor and singer Elvis Presley to watch this with you? Nah, nice. No, <laughs> I watched both movies on the same day, and I was just like, like that might have been the best time ever I've had. Like, like as far as like a double feature goes, like that was that was the sweetest double feature I've ever done. Like that was that was solid. Um, both films are incredible. Um, I too, like after, after I came out of the black phone, I was like, this is up there. Like this, this is up there with like some of my favorites of the year. Um, I literally, I had to pull myself away from going five stars. Like it's, it's, I really thought it was really, really good. Um, easily so far the best, uh, horror movie of the year, uh, in my opinion. Over Scream? Over Scream. Over Scream, over X, over Fresh. Over... X was terrible. Fresh was terrible. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I mean, not a high bar this year, but still. <laughs> like, like, I, mean, I wouldn't, personally, I wouldn't even say Scream. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That so, really for, good. yeah. For me, um, I'm riding that four and a half as well with Brandon. 
Um, I just had a blast. With I this. just looked. I think it's at like number seventeen on my list. Nice. Not bad. Yeah, this is. This uh, is I've seen. I, I I've seen a lot. So yeah, yeah I, that's out of sixty-one movies, including some of the Indian films in there. So yeah, um, that yeah. Yeah, Zach Zach's way ahead of both me and Brandon this year. Well, it's seventeen based on the American list. Um, it's much further down. It's, <laughs> but once again, I've seen a, a ton of movies. Ton of movies. Here, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm way behind. I think this is the. 39th film I've probably seen this year. Um uh but for me it's up there. I I haven't haven't put it in my list yet, but I know it's it's probably top five. I'm seeing um, another three as well from now to Sunday. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I'm just yeah, it's yeah, like he's on it. So that's a four and a half from me, four and a half from Brandon, three and a half from Zach. What did you guys think of the black phone? Let us know. Um, you guys can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Code Pod. Uh, leave your thoughts there. All right, so we are gonna move on to what's good. What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Gentlemen, it's been a long week. What has been good for you this week, Brandon? What do you got? Well, like I mentioned, I've I've actually been rewatching the uh, the Harry Potter films, so um, I don't really have a single film here. See, Phoenix is giving me the thumbs down <laughs> because again, Phoenix just has some terrible takes here. <laughs> Mister, I'm gonna watch Obi Wan Kenobi without watching any of the prequel trilogy and only having seen the original trilogy. Please tell me you didn't go through with watching that. No, no, I, I actually, and actually, I, I never was going to, but I, I, got under your I, skin. I, I, just, I knew it. I'm like, I just wanted to troll the chat. That was the best thing ever. That was so great. I thought it was so funny, but yeah. This, this guy over here <laughs> thinks he got jokes, but, but back to Harry Potter. Yeah, I've been rewatching the Harry Potter films. I'm currently on the Half-Blood Prince about I got about an hour left. Um, I started falling asleep last night, so I didn't finish it. But yeah, the Harry Potter franchise for me. What uh, is, in your opinion, the best film of the Harry Potter franchise? So my rankings, uh, Deathly Hallows Part Two. Of course, yes, I agree. And then followed closely by Half Blood Prince. I do not agree. <laughs> of course you don't. Of course you don't. I was I watched that movie with you, and you were like laughing the whole time after Dumbledore died. <laughs> Not a Zach, funny moment, my guy. This is hilarious, Zach. What do you got? The absurdity in this room right now. <laughs> Anyways, um, so for me, actually, it's a movie that came out this year. Um, actually, really, really surprised me. I was. I don't know what I was expecting. I didn't watch a trailer. I went in blind for this. It was an Apple original. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect from it. And I will say that I am glad that I watched this movie. It is cha-cha real smooth. Oh, God. <laughs> Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. You didn't like it? It's I. Of course you didn't. <laughs> What's one movie he actually liked that we all, all right. agree on? Hang on, let me let me tell you what Phoenix doesn't like. Real quick. <laughs> Any movies that's not a musical or involves sex? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm talking about this specific scenes. movie. What he doesn't like in this movie? Because well, there's Cha- so much to love in this movie. In Cha Cha, real smooth. It's okay. Right, did you, you sure watch, you just watch the Cha Cha slide? Yeah. Are you sure you didn't listen to the cha-cha slide? Okay, I think anyways, <laughs> Brandon, you want to hear what the movie's about and what Phoenix hates? So the movie is about a young boy who comes across a mother and a daughter, and they're Jewish, and she has autism, and he does a really great job um, becoming friends with her and taking care of her and builds a relationship with them. And um, it's about that and how he helps them and shows them how being autistic can be, um, you can like treat them like normal people. Um, The whole movie is on this premises and it's a little bit 
of um, a coming of age and love story sort of this is the movie that Phoenix is saying is not that good. It's okay. (laughs) It has a, I just pulled it up. It has a 3.9 on Letterboxd. Ow. So. (laughs) See, I'm watching it later this week, but everyone's, I've heard, other than Phoenix, I've been getting great reviews. How is that? It's okay. (laughs) It's a great movie. I, I wouldn't go great. It's fine. I would watch it over the black phone. Yeah. I said okay. that just to hurt Phoenix's feelings. <laughs> you, you would watch it. You would watch it over. Um, yeah. I, it's actually pretty high up on my list. Um, for the year, um, it's it's number eight for me. You would watch uh, it over to Tom. I really enjoyed it. Uh. Yeah, Phoenix would rather watch Tatan over I, this. I would watch Tatan 7D times over. Of course you would. Of Cha-cha course you would. Again. Uh, Cha-Cha yeah, yeah you, give, you give that lady the motor oil. <laughs> <laughs> I got Cha-Cha real smooth at 14 on my list right now. So, uh, it's okay. Um... <laughs> So, in uh, searching for the code word for today, I stumbled across a film that I love and uh, was like, you know what? I haven't seen it in a while. I'm going to rewatch it. Um, and that is Silver Linings Playbook uh, with uh, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence. I adore this movie. It's just such a great film on, you know, mental health and, 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 new love and finding new love and, and accepting yourself and then there's there's this like fun you know i idea behind it there's a, a great dance that they all do it's just it's a lovely film it's a lovely film about accepting your problems and and finding a way through them and and especially if you have family and support uh so i dug it I, it's just a, a feel-good film uh that i really enjoy so if you haven't checked out silver linings playbook give it a shot it's it's a really fun film i just dug it i love it to pieces uh so that's silver linings playbook for us harry potter franchise and cha-cha real smooth let us know what you guys think of those films and we are going to move on before we get to our uh code work we asked a question on twitter that uh i'm kind of one i'm curious what to have everyone answer so I asked everyone uh, on Twitter what their favorite performance was by the actor Sam Rockwell. We got a, a healthy <laughs> amount of responses from you guys. Uh, so thank you so much for that. Uh, we, we, I think it's still growing, but uh, <laughs> we rounded out with, let's see, 616 comments. So thank you guys so much uh, for participating uh, in that with us. Uh, You guys threw out a lot of great films, uh, a lot of great performances. Uh, So I was curious what these guys thought. So Zach, what is a performance by Sam Rockwell that you consider to be your favorite? Yes, well, I have not seen, unfortunately, a lot of his movies. However, I guess for me, I'm looking at some of the lists here and seeing which ones I have seen. Um, I would have to go with Iron Man 2, honestly, out of these. I've seen a few others, um, like Charlie's Angels. Um, I've seen that. Um, that one's pretty good. I really enjoyed Charlie's Angels growing up. Um, it was like just very nostalgic for me. Um, I didn't know he was in Bad Guys. Yeah, he played uh, the wolf. I didn't realize he was the wolf. Um, Bad Guys was okay. It was my favorite. Yeah, I think I'll have to stick with Iron Man 2 on this. Um, that's probably out of the things, at least, that I've seen. That's my favorite role. I do see there's a lot of other ones here that are really popular. So, um, unfortunately, I just haven't seen them yet. So, for me, just from what I've seen, I'll have to go with Iron Man 2. All right. Uh, Brandon, what about you? Okay, so in these replies... It just proves to me that there's a ton of films by Simon Rockwell I haven't seen. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, 
I absolutely love Sam Rockwell in the Green Mile. Um, those that's just one of those movies where, like, I don't want to spoil anything because Zach hasn't seen it yet. It's that's one of those movies that makes you cry. But oh my god, Sam Rockwell is just he loves he he just loves what he does, and he just he he's just he's just there to just show a talent that not many people are able to express so well as he does and yeah it's my favorite sam rocco performance is the green mile my favorite comedic performance of him has got to be iron man too because <laughs> like listen justin hammer is great and i hope we get more of him in the in future mcu projects because we got him in that little one shot that they did for the what was it return of the king or something for mm-hmm. the the mandarin i loved that so yeah sam rockwell is just he's always a gem i am looking at his list of films here and i i'm actually shocked at how many i've seen there are so many that i've seen um so i saw fossey verdon which is amazing uh that everyone should check out the movie's incredible uh, the show's incredible uh i also saw heist which was a random film that I watched uh, trying to guess one of the co-words uh, last season. And uh turns out it was not it, but I saw him in that. I saw Basquiat, which uh, I hated, <laughs> but he's in that. Mr. Right, which I also hated, but, you know, he's great in that. He was in Trolls World, World Tour, which I did not know, which is another film I've seen. Uh, Matchstick Men, Bad Guys, Galaxy Quest, Richard Jewell, Charlie's Angels, Seven Psychopaths, Vice, Jojo Rabbit, Three Billboards, Iron Man 2, The Grey Mile. He's incredible in all of these, all of these films. Dude's an amazing actor. It's a tough one for me because I love The Grey Mile so, so much, but I cannot deny that Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri is not one of the most deserving Oscar wins I've ever seen. His performance in that movie is ridiculous. It's it's one of the best things I've ever seen. So for such a talented actor, incredible performances across the board. That's that's one that stands out to me, and I'm I, I could not have been happier for anyone winning an award than Sam Rockwell in that performance because I thought he was tremendous. So um, we got we got a ton of answers. Those are our answers. Obviously, if you if you didn't get a chance to respond to our, our Twitter question, it's still up there. Uh, you guys can give your thoughts, and we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, but there you go. You have it. Three billboards, Green Mile, and uh, Iron Man 2, all fantastic performances. And there's plenty more uh, great performances by Sam Rockwell if you haven't seen them. So check those out. All right. So it is now that time. Zach, it was your code word this week. Remind everyone what your code word was and all of your clues, please. Yes, uh, the code word is money. Um, This movie was released between 2010 and 2020. One of the supporting actors is also a stand-up comedian, and the composer for this film has also been the composer on a few different Marvel projects. And when I say Marvel, I do mean MCU. Okay. <laughs> I am really excited for this because I don't think I think I've only stumped you guys once. So I'm really hoping I can do it again. Okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> I have a couple of answers. You can only give one, Phoenix. <laughs> only one. Okay. All right. So one ring to roll them all. <laughs> Okay. All right. I'm going to go with what I think is my best guess. It it probably is wrong, but (laughs) I'm going to go with what I think is my best guess here. So let me see. Let me pull it up. Let me get the composer right. Uh, That's the wrong composer. (laughs) So I am I am going with a film 
like I said, when I was uh, looking up this film, uh, I stumbled across Silver Linings Playbook, uh, which is done by David O. Russell. But David O. Russell has another movie that was in 2013 uh, that stars uh, Louis C.K., who is a stand-up comedian, and uh, was done by Danny Elfman, who was the composer on uh, a couple of MCU projects, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh, so, and I'm going with 2013's American Hustle. I, I, I assume that movie has something to do with money <laughs> since they're talking about hustling. Uh, but that's my guess for the code word, American Hustle. Brandon? Hold on, Phoenix, did you just say Danny Elfman did Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and Age of Ultron, yeah. Brian Tyler did Age of Ultron. They both were on it. They're both credited on it. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. I'm totally not stalling right now. Come on, Brandon. I'm a, I know because I was looking at it too. And there were a couple that I came up with, but they just didn't have a matching stand-up comedian. This is a super long shot. But there was a film that came out in I think 2019, 2018, Happy Time Murders starring a bunch of comedians here but Melissa McCarthy and Maya Rudolph they both do stand up and it's composed by Brian Tyler and it's it's about they're doing a, a investigating a murder case and I think it has something to do with money so I'm going to go with happy time murders I know I'm wrong I know I'm wrong but I'm You're just going to shoot wrong. my shot yeah this no. is actually super easy, and the reason I made it this vague is because if I actually gave away a big clue, like you guys would have guessed this automatically. So the movie is actually Crazy Rich Asians. Wow. Uh, it was released <laughs> in 2018. Uh, the supporting actor who is a comedian is Jimmy O. Yang. He also does stand-up comedy. Yeah, he does. And the composer for the film is Brian Tyler. Oh, I wow. have that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Wow. You did have that. Yeah. Why the hell isn't bro? I don't know. I look. He is I... not credited for Crazy Rich Asians at all on IMDb. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna oh, say well, on Letterbox he is. Letterbox he is. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, crazy. Yeah, I looked right past that. I looked right past that movie. I know I tried so like because if I say like the lead actor is from like and that like it's Snake Eyes right mm -hmm. like so I like I was like trying to think of a way to say it without like giving away too much and it's an all Asian cast right right if I said like a supporting actress was in internals and that's super <laughs> easy like, you know what I mean like. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I was just trying so hard not to give it away, and it worked. So well, crazy rich Asians. That was that was very good. That was very good because I was like money. Yeah, 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 money. Perfect fit. I'm yeah. mad that he got us with that because that was really that was really good. All right, congratulations, Zach. You've earned yourself two points. You're on the board. <laughs> this is uh upsetting <laughs> still not gonna beat me <laughs> it's upsetting for me uh as the as the current code breaking champions who have not scored any points yet so i don't like this <laughs> but uh i will have my chance next week uh with my code word which i do not have yet so <laughs> uh but yeah, great job, Zach. That was a good one, man. And now we have to watch Thank Crazy you, yeah. Crazy Rich Asians, which I've been putting off for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know why, but I, I will definitely check it out. All right, so we are gonna get up out of here. Brandon, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. 
You guys can find me at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C years over on Letterboxd. Go check me out. Go check out what I'm watching. And yeah, thank you guys again for listening. And Zach, where can everybody find you, sir? You guys can find me on Twitter at Zach Sneath. That is Z-A-C-H-S-N-E-A-T-H. And you can also find me on Letterboxd at Z Sneaks. And my name is Phoenix Cloud, and guys, you can find me on Twitter at IMHOReviews1, that's the number one, and on Letterboxd under PA Clouden. And as always, please follow the show on TikTok and Instagram at, and Twitter at FilmCodePod. We will see you guys next week. We are out of here. Peace.